Matt LaPan, continuing our series with Mitsubishi Electric and with Ed Fish, the Northeast Area Service Manager. Ed, welcome back. We're happy to have you on again. Uh, thanks for having me. It's it's a pleasure being here. This week, we are going to wiring and addressing. This is something that I know you get a lot of calls on, and I know folks out there have a lot of issues with, especially if they're new to selling and installing Mitsubishi Electric equipment. Let's just get right into it here. What's the most common issue that you get in terms of phone calls into the technical line about wiring and addressing? I got to split this into into two here. So one of them would be it's just not communicating as a result of either not using the correct wire or it's just 100% addressing it incorrectly. You mentioned incorrect wire there. What type of wire should folks be using during these installations? As far as addressing what we call a ported unit, so a three a non-branch box style M-series unit would be a ported unit. There's nothing we need to do on that as far as addressing. So when we talk about addressing, we're, we're specifically looking at the MXZ branch box or now the um, smart multi-unit. Um, and what we need to do is make sure that we're using a stranded shielded wire. Previously, it was a 16-2 stranded shielded. At this point, I believe that's changed, and now we can use a 14-2 stranded shielded. But keep in mind, over longer distances, it's not about the size of the wire. We're not pulling you know, 20 amps across this, this wire. It's, it's more about the speed of communication. And the larger the wire, the more resistive it's going to be and it's going to slow that communication down. If you think of a water pipe at half inch and how the water is going to come out of that at let's say 50 PSI. Now if we up the size of that water pipe to one inch at 50 PSI there's going to be a very big difference of where the water comes out and actually falls onto the ground. So that's kind of what we're doing is with with the wire it's more the, the the size and speed of communication than you know actually something a little bit bigger one thing that i have seen before is someone decided to cut an extension cord and use that and that just doesn't work um it'll it'll run for a little while maybe but at some point it's got to skip and slow it down enough where it misses a beat and then you've lost communication you're not going to get it back until you reset power I'd like to see what that person was looking at that day. You know, I'd love to get inside the mind. You know, they thought like, oh, I don't have the wire, so I'll use this extension cord. But I'd love to see like the the process behind that. It just blows my mind some of the some of the stuff that you get calls on, Ed. Sometimes, yeah. So the next thing on the branch box that we're looking for is your port assignment, SW1. So if you're using port A, B, C, you're going to flip on 1, 2, and 3 on SW1. There are other dip switches in there, but those are things that we do not want to touch, um, as well as SW1-6 is something that you don't touch. So my always my rule of thumb is if it's not in the manual, don't touch it. Um, it'll do some really, really odd things, and the evil lies within them. So if you come across a job and you got dip switches, you're not sure because you can't find them in the manual, most likely the case is you just got to turn them off. That's the next thing, and that's a port assignment, telling the branch box you have something attached at that port. So is there like a a rule of thumb, right? You said 
SW1 is switches one, two, and three. Is that always going to be the case? Is there some time when it might be a different assignment or pretty much always if you're working with one of these branch box systems, SW1 is going to be connected with one, two, and three switched? There will be other exceptions. So if you have, let's say you're using port D and E and you're not using A, B, and C, then you're going to want to switch four and five. So whatever port that you're going to be using, you're going to use the correct dip switch that correlates with that port. So A is one, B is two, C is three, and so forth. So then the last thing that I see all the time, and this is probably one of the bigger ones, is the actual number of the dials. So on the branch box, it can depend on which what orientation that branch box is facing, right? So it, sometimes it doesn't read as 01, sometimes it's going to read as 10, right? So we have to pay attention to SW11 or SW12. So SW11 is going to be your ones and SW12 is your tens digit. Okay, so a little secret handshake that I, I like to use and, and explain to guys to make things easier. Instead of using 51 and 01, let's use 11. Okay, so now we have the indoor unit address as 11. Our outdoor unit needs to be 50 more than the lowest connected indoor unit address, right? So in this case, if you have, let's, let's just go back to the ABC, right? So if you have... A, B, C, A is the lowest connected address, and you had that address as 11 on the branch box. Okay, the branch box is automatically going to assign B and C as 12 and 13. Okay, so the lowest connected is 11. So if we have to be 50 higher, what is our outdoor unit going to be addressed as? B, 61. 61, exactly. So in the case where we do 01, that's why we go 51. But if we go 11, it makes things easier to see when you're in a, in the basement or whatever. You can turn them both to 11. You don't have to find the little white SW11 or 12. And then you go to the outdoor unit and address that as 61. That one should read as 61. If it reads as 16 because the unit is upside down, that is a completely different conversation. Two questions off of that. One is there a reason that we go 50 higher and two, what do you do if the unit is upside down? It's reading 16 and not 61. Well, if the outdoor unit is upside down, um, we need to have a conversation about why outdoor units shouldn't be upside down and oil return and all that kind of stuff. That's generally not a good thing. Now, as far as it needing to be 50 more, so there are number scheme. So our indoor units are always going to be addressed somewhere between 1 and 50, and our outdoor unit is always going to be between 50 and 100. Now, the reason is, is this is more of a city multi-communication, right? So it's MNET. So what happens is, is on city multi-jobs, you can have as many as 200 units on one controller provided your wiring and addressing and all that kind of stuff is done correctly. So in this case, we want the outdoor unit to be 50 higher than its lowest indoor connected. So that way that indoor unit and outdoor unit knows where it's sending the information, the data packets that's through our communication, or I like to say bits and pieces of mail, right? So if I address something to Matt LaPan, 
but I have the wrong street address, it may get there, right? Either the mailman will know or your neighbor will drop it off in your mailbox or something like that, but it may not. It may just be delivered to the wrong house. And that's what we're trying to avoid is we want it to go to the correct unit to be interpreted properly and make the right decision on what we need to do for heating, cooling, whatever the case may be. Makes sense. I mean, you know, the analogy there is great. Think about if you are ordering something, call it on Amazon, gets delivered to the wrong house. Well, you hope you're getting it back, but you're not sure you're getting it back. When you're dealing in pieces of equipment, receiving data that are going to cool somebody's home or heat somebody's home, it's pretty important because if it goes to the wrong address, well, you might get heat coming on when you don't want heat. You might get nothing happening. You might Well, what will end up happening is you'll end up with a communication fault and then the system won't do anything. It'll just kind of sit there. So especially in the wintertime in your way, let's say you go away on vacation and then you end up with a communication fault. Next thing you know, all your your pipes are frozen and things like that. So obviously that's the worst case scenario, but we don't want that to happen for sure. Yeah, we got to plan to worst case scenario. Exactly. So what are some of the other common issues that you might get in when, when somebody calls, Ed? Some of the other things we we talk about is serial signal miswire, which is like your flashing and stuff like that, which we're kind of getting into that, which we can discuss at at a later time. Issues with diagnosing a a blower motor, that's a big one. A lot of times guys will just, oh, it's it's a bad motor, so get the board in the motor. Well, there are ways that we can tell we can just order the motor, not just the board. So that way we can avoid the, uh, you know, 51% of the boards that come back that are actually still good. And then we also run into thermistor errors, which are really easy to detect if you're using maintenance tool, overcurrents, things like that. So those are things we're going to continue to talk about here over the next couple of weeks. Ed is being very generous, giving us a lot of his time, even though he's busy answering calls, making field visits, all that stuff. But he wants to make sure that all of you out there that are listening, whether you're new, seasoned, or whatever, that when you're working on Mitsubishi Electric Equipment, you're doing all the right things and you're prepared for anything that you might face out there. So again, thank you to Ed for coming on. Looking forward to talking to him next week. We're going to be talking about one-time flash error codes. Again, something that I think a lot of you have either dealt with or heard about before, but we're going to give you kind of the full rundown. I want to thank all of you out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Tech Talk, follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or go to our mobile app or our website and look for our podcast there. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk. <laughs>